In the holy name of Jesus. Last Sunday was a great Sunday in the church here. The pyramids went to green, the season changed to epiphany, and Jesus Christ did his very first miracle. He changed water into wine. You remember. It was a very, very simple miracle. First, there were six stone jars filled with water, and everybody was sad. And then there were six stone jars filled with wine, and everybody was happy. But you also remember that the story was about much more than water become wine. With his very first miracle, Jesus was explaining himself, explaining who he is. He is a good friend and a good guest, but he is also the Son of God, and more, he is Emmanuel, God in flesh with us. And that was the big point, that when God is present, when God is with us in flesh and in blood, everything changes and everything is different. It was true in Cana, just by being there, without a lot of fanfare, without saying much, without touching anybody or anything, just by being near the water, the water turned to wine. It is true for us, too, here at St. John. When Jesus is here, everything is different. Today, ordinary water, used for baptism, and ordinary bread and wine, used for the Eucharist, and ordinary sinners, all change in the presence of Christ. And the world becomes a different and a happier place. Back in Nazareth, which is about 10 miles south of Cana, back in Nazareth, Jesus' hometown, they had heard the news that Jesus was a hometown boy making good. So today, when Jesus brings the party home and comes to the synagogue on the Sabbath, and he has handed the scroll, the lectionary reading of the day, and he stands up and he reads, and then he interprets And he claims that he is the fulfillment of the text from Isaiah that has been read in their midst. That he really is Emmanuel, the suffering servant, the Messiah in flesh and blood. It is as big a miracle as water become wine. It is God become flesh and blood and the people are pleased. The Messiah is home. And it is the chance for Nazareth to be a different and a happier place. At least they were quite pleased until they figured out how serious Jesus was about being the Christ and how serious he was about having all of them be Christians. And the only way that anybody anywhere was going to be really different and really happy is if everybody and everything changed. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has anointed me to do good things. That was not the hard bit for those folks at home at the party in Nazareth. The hard part was when Jesus presented his guest list. 
the poor, the prisoners, the blind, and the captives. And while we're at it, add all the Gentiles. This party will be for everybody, the ins and the outs, the sick and the whole, the rich and the poor, the slaves and the free. While we're at it, let's declare the year of the Lord's favor, the year of jubilee that comes only every 50 years when all debts are canceled and everyone goes home to their families. Everybody is in, nobody's out, and when they heard it, they ground their teeth and got red in the face. And then Jesus said to them, I know this is a change in how all of you have been thinking about Christ and the church. But read the text. This isn't up to me. Read the text. I'm the Messiah, the suffering servant. Read the text. The guest list has already been prescribed. Read the text. It explains who I am and what I am supposed to do. And be very careful. The stakes are very high. During the famine, everyone got mad at the prophet Elijah. And so Elijah left and went and lived with a Gentile woman in Zarephath. And during the illness, everyone got very mad at Elisha. And so the prophet Elisha left and healed Naaman the Syrian, a Gentile. So if you get mad at me, says Jesus, and if you won't play, and if you won't change, if you won't listen, and if you will not obey, then I will have to go someplace else, and the party will go on without you. It's as simple or as hard as that. And apparently it was very hard because they got so angry that they took Jesus out the door and tried to kill him. Last week I told you that the thing I love most about Jesus' very first miracle is not that water became wine, not that water changed, but that people changed. That everybody gave up their own ideas and everybody listened to Jesus and everybody obeyed. Jesus told Mary to stop worrying, and she did, even though she was his mother. Jesus asked the servants to fill the jars with water, and they did, even though Jesus was not the host. Jesus asked the water to become wine, and it did, even though the water liked being water. Jesus asked the steward to taste the wine and serve it, and he did even though he had never before held back the good wine until last. Jesus asks everybody to join the party, the new, improved, changed, and different party. And they do, and as they do, they are not only different, but happy. And just for a moment, in Cana, in Galilee, the church is what it was meant to be. Everybody listening to Jesus, everybody focusing on him, everybody doing what he asks, and everything working out all right for everybody. It is the very same way that Paul talks to the Corinthians in the epistle for today, which you just heard. But that seems so strange to us. Those Corinthians were a rambunctious group, fussing and feuding and divided by doctrine, sinning with unspeakable sins, 
and ignorant and immature and disloyal. They were as tough a crowd in Corinth as the one that Jesus finds today in Nazareth or the one that he occasionally finds here at St. John. And yet, Paul says, we are one body. St. Paul doesn't say be one body. He doesn't say become one body. He doesn't say work real hard at being the body. St. Paul just states the facts. You are one body. You are the body of Christ. Yes, there are many members. Yes, there are many individuals. Yes, you are all different, Jews and Gentiles, rich and poor, in and out, clean and whole. But Jesus is here, so the world has changed. Everybody's in, one body. And nobody is out. Jesus loves you all. So get busy and work together as one community, one congregation, one church, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one body of Christ. It's the way that Jesus and Paul talk to them, and it is the way that Jesus and Paul talk to us as well. And with that, then, last Tuesday, the first meeting of the new capital campaign, codenamed Eucharistia, the Greek word for gratitude. Like those in Nazareth and those in Corinth, Jesus wants you and me Jesus wants all of us together to be so grateful for what he has done in this particular place, at this particular time, for this particular group of people, that we use all our talents and all our resources and all our temperaments, working together as one body to extend his kingdom and faithfully deliver his son in flesh and blood, in word and sacrament. And he doesn't want anything, not you and not me, not fear and not selfishness, not individualism, and certainly not lack of parking or lack of seats or building or not building or I got my way or I didn't get my way to get in his way with what he intends to do in this place. This is our time to live as one. One community. One church. One body. Assuring Jesus Christ that he does not need to look elsewhere for those who would do his will. He does not need to move the party. We are grateful to be chosen. We are thankful to host his party. Where water and bread and wine, changed by his words, change us, forgive us, move us, use us. So that folks here can be different. And folks here can be happy with the only real happiness there is, living within the grace of God. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.